We are sitting now by a shear, the Wednesday night shear, and in honor of Pashki uh, Seitzing and Tess El, we are dedicating the shear to Michal Ben Zalkin. Zalkin. See, I almost forgot. Michal Ben Zalkin is outside tonight, Tess El. Alright? So we are now dedicating the shear. And you'll be able to find it later tonight at www.shear.us on the internet. Alright? Okay. The Shammah should have Aliyah. Amen. Call to. Okay. That was Michal and Zalkin's son in New Jersey, who I'm sure is almost not shy that I remember the essay. Who is Michal and Zalkin? Michal and Zalkin, let's take a break for a moment from this year. In the regular scheduled programs, they say, and talk about Michal and Zalkin. Mm-hmm. He was called Misha Bliner. He was named after a chassid, a zilta zayda, who was called Michal the Alta. Michal the Alta was the dean of the yeshiva in Lubavitch. In Lubavitch. In Lubavitch. Lubavitch of Lubavitch. And at the time, the wonderful government, the Russian government, wanted to catch the Rebbe, Rebbe Rashab, at this uh, terrible, terrible deed of uh, spreading Judaism. But they couldn't find a connection. They couldn't get, grab him on a connection between him and the yeshiva. To bring them bananas and water. Right, right. Well, what so you say the So the decree was that the in order to catch the Rebbe, they said they have to put a picture of the head of the yeshiva in the yeshiva. So Mechol the put his picture up. Wow. They're going to catch anybody that can catch me. They're going to punish anybody that can punish me. Also, because Morty is a little bit long distance, you want know, to dedicate this year tonight. The Elanish was my father, being the last Shabbos of the outside. And the school said he was his nephew, my Shabbos. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Chol the altar was a very very devoted chosid, as we just said, and Misha had some magnificent magnificent stories. Unfortunately for myself, I only got to know him the last ten twelve years he was here that I I was around. I mean, he lived right around the corner from me. When Misha started getting sick, he had to take walks. Water used to accumulate in his lungs, in his heart, whatever it was. He used to have to walk a lot. So I used to work my schedule around to find him, to catch him. I used to go for walks with him. And I'm getting a flower. No, no, no. And <laughs> thank you. I saved them. Don't don't. He saves them. Don't make light of it. And there were many stories. Michal told me of literally times of my fabrengans back in the Babich as a child that he would sit under the table. To sit and hear the Rebbe's words. He had a safe potato in his house that they brought over from Russia. It's in New Jersey. Ooh la la. So tonight, being his yard site, is I propose for a very interesting idea of the Kiseitse of Amukham Alevecha. Kiseitse of Amukham Alevecha, technically Rashi tells us, talks about Nochemes Rishus. A war that one is allowed to go out on war, allowed to battle. The Rebbe explains though, that we find that a very profound study, a very profound format of which we have to learn Teda, which is not Tchilasim B'Seifim B'Seifim B'Tchilasim. Taylor does not end. There's no such thing as the end of a parsha. If a parsha finishes, we come to the last psukim of a parsha. Not only does it have a continuity in the next parsha, but within its own parsha, the beginning and the end of the parsha have connections as well. So when we start off Kiseitzel Amacham Alevecha, and we look at the end of parsha Kiseitzel, which is probably the most famous second to Pasha B'Shalach because B'Shalach and Kiseitze finish the same way with the mitzvah of Mechias Amalek, of the erasing of the eradicating oh that was one for that <laughs> eradication, eradication or eradicating 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 of Amalek or the eradication of Amalek Good someone google that quickly anyway that's, uh, <laughs> that's present and future eradication eradicating is past 
No, it's not the question. Uh, the action of eradication, or I am now eradicating. There you go. Okay, so we definitely ran into an issue here, and uh, Amalek never tends, never fails to make us problems. <laughs> Let me explain once, you know, the certain things that the Rebbe says by Fabregans, the eyebrows go up, and, 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 and people, like lightning bolts, hit across the 770, and yet there were common knowledge things for years and years on end, but nobody ever either picked up on it, or nobody studied it. Um, one of the most popular ones that I remember seeing everybody in 770 practically say, wow, when the Rebbe said it, was it brought down the concept of nefesh, that Pirkei is directly connected to our soul. How is Pirkei is connected to the soul? Because we in Chabad, oh, I don't believe, how do they get next to each other? Wow! All the way from Crown Heights. Yeah. Special number. Imported. <laughs> <laughs> so we can Lubavish, the minute Chabad is Sefer Kiyovis, from the Shabbos at the Pesach until the Shana. Thank you. The Simon when we start Pekiyavos, in case you forgot which Perik we're up to, is Nefesh. Nosoi Pinchas Shaftim. That a normal year is like this year. Pashas Nosoi, Pashas Pinchas, Pashas Shaftim is always Perik And now if you think about it, you go back and you'll see that this Perik is a Shaftim, we start Perik When you go back, you'll see Pinchas was also. And usually, you know, there's sometimes you go to a uh, the coil story, you know? How much the, the gematria of this and this and this and that, and you add the coil and you get, you know, you have to stretch it sometimes. This actually is a, a straightforward one on the normal years. I don't think next year it's going to work, it's going to be hard. So it might get thrown off a little bit. So, too, we know the common knowledge, which is uh, the kunst is to go off on a tangent to remember what you wanted to say. I know exactly what I was saying. <laughs> so to the common knowledge, um, gematria, that the Rebbe always brought up on the table, which is Amolik is gematria suffic. Amolik's gematria, the numerical value of Amolik is the same numerical value as the word suffic. Because it always throws the doubt into the whatever was happening. And the lotion that the Taylor tells us, Asher Korcho Baderech, Korcho means he met you on the road, but Korcho also means lotion Kar, Kririut. He cooled you off. And Rashi in Bishalach tells us, see, it's a kunt, that the rabbi can remember Rashi from a different place. The rabbi t- tells the Rashi Sicha, the rabbi talks about Rashi in Tvarim. And says that the child, the Ben Chomish the Mikra, remembers that when he learned in Bereshis, this concept, or he learned in Shemais, or whatever it was, he remembers Rashi saying such and such. <laughs> so the Mechomish the Mikra always remembered exactly. That's why Rashi was very, very, under, he was always on the defensive. 
Because any of the boil the Padish Pshutish Mikra, I only come to give you the regular simple pshat. But that Rachomish Mikra is a sharp cookie, he says. And I gotta make sure that I don't contradict myself because he's always gonna chase me. So when you have the two times in the Taylor where it says let's say Sifu, let's say not to add, not to subtract mitzvahs. So we see Rashi brings different uh, examples in each place. And the Rebbe spoke, I think, for almost an hour and a half. Sicha. <laughs> and the, what that poor Ben Chomish was, was was agonizing, putting together why he used all these different examples. But even the Mishalim, that Rashi sometimes brings down, is what to darshan from. But even more so, the Rebbe's Mechadish, Mishayb Oimri. That the time, sometimes it actually quotes, and Rabbi Akiva said such and such, or Rabbi whoever, whoever it was. And the Rebbe says that it was not Nishtum Ziz, not for nothing, did Rashi mention and quote this person. Because it's Negea to the actual Pshat. The Rashi, by, by mentioning this person's name, it has reference to the actual Pshutish Amikra of the Rashi. And the Rebbe will go on in great length to explain this. So nothing is ever superfluous. Nothing is ever extra here. If it's there, there's a reason for it. There's a limit from it. So going back to what we originally started off with, that not chilasim b'seifim b'seifim b'tchilasim. The beginning of the parashah, kiseitzei l'amacham aleivecha. Who is aleivecha? Who is your enemy? Zoktan zrashi melchamas shorishus. But the Rebbe says no. Aleivecha is the yitzhara. And that's how we tie the end of the parsha, which talks about eradicating Mashiach of Amalek. Because this is the whole idea of Yetzirah. What does the Yetzirah's idea? Now, the Rebbe explains in Tanya, the Yetzirah is compared to a spider. What does a spider do? The spider has a nice little web. It doesn't charge rent if you land on it. When a fly lands on the web, he eats it. Now, if you tell me that a, a, when a fly lands on a lily pod and the frog gets him, <coughs> tongue goes out and eats him, I understand. Well, shut the fly. How does the spider catch the fly? It lands and right goes right there. When the spider tardies too when the fly, <coughs> when you have a fly and a spider together, it becomes a spider. <laughs> um, when the fly tardies too long on the web, the spider spins a web on top of the fly. Now the fly can still break out. But then as long as he still stays there, he throws another web. And another until he gets him into practically a cocoon, t- a cocoon type of a web. And then he crawls across his web, he kills and eats it. Now that explains the Yitzhara does the same thing. The Yitzhara doesn't come and tell a person, stop keeping Shabbos. Close around Parkway and stop keeping Shabbos. I was yesterday, I had to go to Queens, to my uncle. And I had my five-year-old in the car. And they were telling her this is Iran Parkway. And she was marking off the places on the grass where he must be walking because it's dangerous here in the middle of the cars. <laughs> You're going to have to answer Sarifka when she asks you. You know what happened. Because <laughs> she's not going to forget. <laughs> you don't open doors at night, a young lady. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> 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 wow. Full house. 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 Full house.
A, a full house is a nicer way of saying a royal flush. I know you know Moshe. No, no, Mr. I have another 20 chairs downstairs. <laughs> no, 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 old fish. Unless, if Nat comes, we bring, we'll, we'll bring him the couch. <laughs> Pasha, unfortunately, tells us that the person has to be careful step by step. Just like with the Yetzirah, doesn't come and jump into the goal and say, don't keep Shabbos, don't eat kosher, don't... He starts on a little thing. When the person gets up every morning and goes to the mikveh, and then goes to Shachas with a minion, and Davins with a minion Bekavana, and Davins the prescribed amount that the Rebbe brings about an hour, Let's say he goes to 40, 45 minutes of shachas. I mean, today's day and age, you email shachas. <laughs> you walk into shul. If you go to shul, you push the send button, you go back home. <laughs> the only thing that keeps a person in shul is if there's a good zakhaim on the table or if uh, there's a good, uh, something good came up in the politics last night. And of course, you know, if the Giants play the Jets. Um, and the Jets. Well, if the Jets lose, nobody stays in show because the Jet fans are all depressed. So the three Giant fans are alone. Then I hope they get And this is how he ultimately works, though. He turns around, he tells the person, face us. Your mikveh business is a beautiful thing. And we all know that what... what You're in a mood tonight, huh? What mikveh itself is not a mitzvah. But what mikvah can accomplish, no mitzvah can accomplish. Wonderful idea, wonderful saying. But hey, mister, you ever hear of athlete's foot? Hey, mister, do you know how much more time you can sleep if you just take a shower at home and go to show? Hey, mister, you just standing in the mikvah, did you see that hair floating on top of the Come on, get real. You're going to go back into that water? I will tell you though that in my own personal life we were taught you don't go to the mikvah. I mean unfortunately right now because after the surgery I can't go but you don't go to the mikvah in the morning because Zayda my father's father once couldn't find the hole he broke the hole in the ice and went on there and they couldn't find the hole when he came back up there's a little current going so he went down, he didn't realize the current took him a little bit. What he did know, Baruch Hashem, smarter than the average fellow, is that there's a space between ice and water, because the water can't free, the water, the water that's flowing is obviously not frozen. So then there has to be a space between it. And he came up every so often, he was a chazan. So he had anyway, the bigger lungs, he was able to hold it that long anyway. And he came up and he found his hole by, by crawling across the thing. So his fingertips were a little damaged. And he also had torn off at one time his bottom of his feet from walking down the ice into the water. But he had to go to the mikveh. So how am I going to without going to the mikveh? How am I going to shech without going to the mikveh? Because I once came in, he, was, he checked the chalif. My father did a chalif. And he was checking it on his tongue. 
So I, I, I didn't say a word. I didn't even say, oops. Hey, I, I, and I was petrified. God forbid I'm going to scare him. I, should, I just stood there mesmerized watching the way he just checked the collar down, his tongue back and forth. Thank God my father only checked chicken. Chicken is not animal. <laughs> but there's only... And um, I asked him afterwards why. And he says to me, because his fingers are not what they used to be because of the burning off of the ice. So it doesn't... Even though he checked with a nail... But he doesn't have the sensitivity. He's not as proper as he wants to be. But his tongue is much more sensitive, and therefore he can say, "This is, uh, you know, we're not talking about 200 years ago. We're not talking about Shem Tzvoshin. We're talking about my grandfather died 22 years ago, 23 years ago, <laughs> and 22 years ago he died. You were how old? What? He was nifty before what?" Mm-hmm. No. You saw him. Whenever you used to come to Zaydin Israel, he used to look at you and say, Ezri mi Mashem. So when you come from, from pedigree, you can be proud of it from one side, but on the other side, it's trouble, because you've got to live up to it. You can't let down the ancestor. We have to look back at each generation, who we come from, and not say, okay, they took care of my mitzvahs already, they did my thing already. <laughs> because nobody in our generation says that my grandfather made, made the money for the family I don't have to make money today unless living off the interest uh, you know the, the American the most famous phrase is where there's a will there's a relative <coughs> <coughs> one of the many mitzvahs I mean, for those who are interested, there's about 72 or 73 mitzvahs in Pashki Seitzay. One of the many mitzvahs in Pashki Seitzay is the famous mitzvah of Shiloh HaKam. There are 27 positive and 47 prohibitions. Without my glasses, you do the math. Now, Shiluch HaKan is a very strange mitzvah. says the If it happened, you happen to, circumstance happens to happen to you, and you find a bird's nest, you have a mitzvah, to send away the mother, and you take the eggs, or the beitzim, whatever they are, and you take them with you. Whew. And the Torah continues. It'll be good for you and you'll have longevity. That would like that word. We use it every Friday. It's in the text every Friday. No? Longevity gets in the text every Friday. No? My text, my text. These text recipients, no? No, no. We turn to your neighbor, wish them as I wish you Shabbat Shalom. 
That's how it finishes. It's usually health, wealth, and longevity. Yeah. Anyway. He just deletes. No, I can't read it. <laughs> you got to read it? Huh? I don't delete. So okay. Let's start reading them. It's a blessing every week. Listen. Huh? Every Friday? Not easy. Even when I was in Florida, I did it. Yeah, no. Huh? Came from Florida, too. There you are, vacation. On vacation. <laughs> Let's not go there. It's Chedeshel. Anyway. So, I'd like you all to picture when the last time you did Shlech HaKan. There it is. And when is the last time you saw a bird's nest? It has to be kosher birds also, apparently. And that you figured out that the bird's nest is sitting with eggs in it. It's not exactly, it's almost as, as common, almost as common practice as a pigeon aben. And none of my 13 kids had a pigeon aben. One of their kids had, but out of my 13 kids, each one of them, I, I tried, they didn't let. Um, <laughs> so the Taylor tells us on this nondescript mitzvah. A mitzvah that involves nothing. I'm not putting money down. I'm not devoting, I'm not fasting for 24 hours. I'm not walking to Yerushalayim. Nondescript mitzvah like sending away the mother bird. The only other place that that comes up is Kibbutz Kibbutz Aveim is, is probably up to par with Lashon Hara. Neither of them are possible to keep. I mean, you learn, learn if you ever learn the laws of Lashon Hara, you, you would you'd, you'd take on a tiny zibur for the rest of your life. It's impossible to talk and not say Lashon Hara. It's, it's a guy that told me he was learning medicine and he learned about his fingers. He learned about all the joints and everything that goes on when you bend your finger. How many cells get killed? In it. He couldn't bend his finger. He couldn't bend it afterwards. He was, he was just mesmerized by what was going on. He's thinking, concentrating what's going on there. You learn the laws of Lashon Hara, you possibly will not talk to anybody ever again. Because Lashon Hara doesn't just say, do you know what he and he did and the person did something bad? Lashon Hara goes that, I didn't want to tell you about this guy because you, don't, you, you, you won't even imagine. It's really Lashon Hara. And Lashon Hara, the, the Bashanta says, kills three people. person that says it, person that said about, person that listens. What Lashon Hara is doing here, I don't know. It, but it always manages to, to peek out here. We're going back to our Shlur HaKam, this simple, simple mitzvah. Rashi tells us a limut, which is not, like you said before, Pshut Shemikra. doesn't fit his M.O. M.O. is supposed to be only give me Pshat and Pasuk. And Rashi tells us about a Kal What's a Kal we say every shach every morning a shach is a bishmol leimer, b'shloishes and midas atayin midrashas. Thirteen midot that we learn Torah with, and one of them is a kal What's a kal The most famous halachic kal there is was learned by a ganav. The biggest lamdun that they could find was a ganav, and we also have in this week's parsha talks about the ganav zusha anapoli that he named. He learned from a ganav seven things. Not going into those right now. The Kalvachim of the Ganon. 
guy was standing in the street and the Ghanif walked over and started to stick his hand in the guy's pocket to steal from him. So the guy slaps him, grabs his hand, he says, what are you doing? He says, I'm taking your wallet. He says, it's in my pocket. He says, so? Says, what do you mean, so? It's in my pocket. He says, listen, mister, are you allowed to put your hands in my pocket? He says, no. Oh, it's a mother. You are not allowed to put your hand in my pocket, but I'm allowed to put my hand in my pocket. So then obviously your pocket, if you could put your hand into it, I could definitely put my hand into it. <laughs> Bigger Kalva Chaim, you're not going to get. Rashi gives us a Kalva Chaim. This mitzvah that costs nothing, that is a, almost zero effort if you know how to climb trees. <laughs> I mean, we know the famous story of the Yamada, that the boy that climbed the tree because his father told him to go up and do the mitzvah Shlach Khan. And he went and did the mitzvah, and then he fell out of the tree and died. So hold my, this is a uh, Acher went off went off the way because of it. Says going to one lashon. He saw this and he says, two mitzvahs that say Yalichas Yamim, two mitzvahs, the blessing, and the kid died. What happened? Which is all pure apikarsis because ultimately, time is a time, and uh, why why this person completed these two mitzvahs perfectly and then died is obvious because that's the Hashem had to be mashed on the world so it's to say it to go off the road from it go off the path from it is a little bit of a stretching it but he did he became the teacher of a mayor Mother tells us that he was teaching a mayor and a mayor wouldn't leave his side he wanted to, he, he knew tremendous amount even on Shabbos he would learn with him the mother says that Acha was on the horse and the mayor was walking next to him. And they were walking and they left the city and they were walking and walking and all of a sudden Acha told the mayor to stop. I said, why? He says, because it's now the Tchum Shabbat. We've reached the boundary how far you're allowed to walk on Shabbat. What is the Tchum? And he explained to him how many horse steps is the Tchum. And he was counting the horse steps while he was learning with the Gemara, learning with the Rebbe. To give you the idea of, of what kind of person this was. Hello? Ben Tashio. Ani Ben Tashio, I'm not Tashio, I'm like. Yeah, you call it a Shaila. I gotta talk to you one minute. Yeah, on my minute. So you couldn't, couldn't he think? Of, couldn't he speak to somebody? That, no, like he didn't have psychologists like you around. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem. You, you you have that picture in your mind that you can always all these things can be solved. You just got to talk to somebody and you'll hear. <laughs> just reach out and then the, you'll get the answer. Be has it? Huh? You know something? The problem with society is that they go and they talk and they speak and they speak, but they don't listen to what they're saying. And they definitely don't listen to the advice that's dispensed. And um, only when they get a hefty bill do they say to themselves sometimes one of two things. Either, you know, I better use it. If I spent all this money, I better use it. Or they say, all right, I better stop because it's costing me too much. It's, It's, you know, a wonderful society we live in. Maybe that's why the Rebbe said we should have Mashpia and Rab. We have well, this is where it comes from the uh, Kelsen Pirkei Avis, actually. I say the Haram. 
And the Rebbe was very adamant about it because he saw that people in society need you need to talk to somebody. But we're going back to our little bird that gets sent away. And because of this, Sarashi tells us that if a small, simple mitzvah like this has such blessings, how much more so all the hard mitzvahs that we have to do, how much more so their blessings, how much more so the reward for these. could mean a person is going to live long or as the Friedrich Rebbe had a situation once when he was put a, f- a gun to his face and he told the person the interrogator that only scares people that have only one world and two gods I have one god and two worlds and therefore since I know that I'm going to go to Elam Haba if you blow my head off I'm not scared So Harach Tayyam can refer to also Elam Haba. Nobody ever came back to tell us what it's like up there. They didn't complain either. But they didn't tell us what it's like up there. So when I tell you, when I tell you that I went to a certain restaurant and I ate a steak in this restaurant and it was succulent and it was delicious and it was magnificent and that I can describe it to the tea the T-bone <laughs> and you're going to come to this restaurant you'll know exactly what you're looking for and you know exactly what to expect and what to wait for and to anticipate when I describe to you Elam Haba all the descriptions that we could possibly physically give are not going to describe when you sit in the sun if you're in, inclined such a way to sit in the sun and take suntans or if you're in a cold winter day and you sit in the sun sometimes you can feel a little warmth still coming from even the winter sun you bask in something that's not tangible yet physical but when you actually are told about something that has no hands and feet because it's spirituality what am I doing with spirituality? I can't I can't take it with a fork and I can't take it with a spoon it's spirituality it's a magnificent thing I'm told that's what it's all about I'm on this world because to complete the mission that God wants from me an hour of Torah mitzvahs on this world is better than the entire why? Because what I can amass on this world, I can't get anything there. And that's how the person comes to the Bible, they say the first thing, How great it is for the person that comes here with his tailor in his hand. Look what he amassed on this world, look what he brought with him, the riches. That's true. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. And if you have a good speaker, and you have somebody with a good tongue, and the person is... is, is is, is, is fluent it's not the word I'm looking for but someone that can describe something very well thank you what are you doing on the tip of my tongue anyway, person can articulate to you everything that is going on it's magnificent, you can actually sit and listen and hear this and actually almost reach out and grip, but you can't because it's spirituality 
So when I tell you that you're going to get a Lamhaba for what you're doing, thank you. Thank you. Does it pay my mortgage? Thank you. Can I tell Khan Edison I have a lot of Lamhaba coming to me? I need. Rabbi yesterday's Shir Tanya and Chita says, we can't look at that side. Which is very encouraging for me, because now I don't feel guilty. I don't look at that side. I don't feel guilty. But Rashi tells us here, therefore, that it's a to a regular mitzvah. How much more so is the reward? Now, the message that we tell every year on Shiloh HaKad, I'd like to just go into it, and I'd like to get into a lot of other things in the Pasha still. And we also have to do some Hilchas El and Tishrei. Because Tishrei is a big problem this year. We have no Hilchas Tishrei Shiurim. Because Rosh Hashanah is Thursday, Friday, Shabbos. Sukkot is Thursday, Friday, Shabbos. So all the Wednesday nights are Yom Tif. So we got no right. So we got to. So you don't know the reward for the. That's the thing. When you when you try to imagine reward in a numerical fashion, then yeah, that could be a problem. We don't know what we're going to get for this one. We don't know how many brownie points we're going to score. But if it's a spi- we have to yeah. do, we have to complete our mission. We have to know we are complete. We've done. I had last Thursday night a very interesting. I had to go through Menachemovel. Rabbi Heller was sitting shiva. So the person I was going with, some of you know already, don't repeat. Wanted to get there right before Ma'ariv, sit a few minutes, dive in Ma'ariv, and then say after Ma'ariv, after Ma'ariv, say Menachem. Um, so we made up to leave 8 o'clock and the children had my car I had their car until they got back with my car it was 8.10 the person kept calling me when are we going when are we going because he was worried my was 8.30 8.35 fell 8.20 we left Crown Heights we got to Borough Park at about 8.35 8.40 almost the person was alright what can we do we found parking right in front it's important parking right in front is important you know that story with the lady with the diet, you know the story the lady wanted, she said today I'm starting my diet and she's driving down the block and she says oh my gosh on this block is my favorite bakery you know what God if I find parking in front of the bakery I'll start diet tomorrow <laughs> haven't been here in weeks anyway, she found parking right in front of the bakery after going around the block six times, anyway <laughs> the, we found parking right in front. The person went inside, and they weren't davening. The person sat down, was talking to Rabbi Heller, and finally, after about eight or ten minutes, asked Rabbi Heller, "When are you davening?" Maybe it's nine o'clock. Very interesting. So after about five minutes more, they had to start to prepare to wash their hands and everything else. So they got up, they davened, and we left. So the person told me, "You see, I have prophecy." Have the book. Yes, I wanted to sit exactly what I wanted to sit. That's how I sat. So you learn sometimes. I should see at his best. Oh, we got. Wait a minute. I didn't get from my door. Okay, door in law's got. This is a. Uh,
he just forgets. He shoots out pictures to you in the middle of the day, middle of the night. He's very, very, very uh, vain. The Medish tells us what happens to the bird. The Medish says that the bird is chased away from its children. What mother is happy to be chased away from the children? What mother is happy not to see the children ever again? And the bird starts to soar higher and higher and cries louder and louder. My children, my children. And the Medish tells us that he gets so bad that the bird finally turns back to earth and dives into the water or kills itself. The Malachim starts screaming. What did you just do? What kind of mitzvah did you give here that this poor mother bird gets suffered and dies like this? And the bird was crying out, My children, my children. Finally, the Abisha turns to the Malachim and says to them, and when I cry on a daily basis, my children, my children are still in Golis. My children and children, why are you not coming back to me in Yerushalayim? Who stands up for me then? Who takes my part, my side and says, yes, we have to redeem the Jews? Then you're quiet. The Malachim back off. And the Abish just stays alone with his thoughts. What was the last thought? My children, my children. If this message is pounded over and over, because the Ebishter will have to send Mashiach, and therefore it'll be good for you, and therefore it'll be the, the forever and ever of life. Pasuk tells us if we see a person doing something wrong, you cannot hide from it, you cannot put your turn, turn your eye. Person has to involve themselves when they see somebody doing something wrong. The famous story about the Rebbe, where he was in the same house as the Mitla Rebbe, and the baby fell out of the crib. And the Mitla Rebbe was very involved in his learning, and he didn't hear the baby crying. But the Rebbe, the grandfather, heard it, and he went, he picked up the baby, and he cuddled the baby, calmed the baby down, and put him back to sleep. And he fought, went to his son and he admonished his son. There's no such thing of somebody being so involved in spirituality that we don't hear a fallen Jew cry. And the Rebbe repeated this story practically in tears. And said, this is Shittas Chabad. We don't leave any fallen Jew by the side. We reach out and we continuously have to reach out and help and find a way and a path and a solution to help all the fallen Jews on the side. And they suchal salim, a person cannot hide his eyes. Pasik tells us when a person does a sin and vechet mishpat moves, it's a sin that the God forbid has to be brought to death. Vehumas, and the person dies, is killed. Visalisa is halates, he has to be hung on a tree. Rashi says immediately this has to be done as late as possible at the end of the day, because the person is not allowed to hang past sundown. And since Rashi brings down a marshal of the two brothers, one was a merchant, 
a very reputable merchant and one was a Ganev when they caught the Ganev and they hung him he begged the merchant begged them to take him down quickly the Radvad asked him to take him down quickly so no one should think that he was hung and so too David said since we're created in the form of God so a person should not hang long so nobody should think God forbid that the form of God is hung the word chet, and the passage finishes off, it says like Now, chet mishpat maves, if a person did a sin of mishpat maves, obviously humas, he died, he was killed. The word is superfluous. Let us figure out the word chet. Chet is a sin. Now, Tanev explains in Tanya, chet, a sin severs a strand on Yaakov Yaakov has a rope which is his Yerusha, his inheritance and a severance of each thread each time a person does God forbid a sin Chet meaning something is lacking, something is missing and there's different psukim that we see Chet it says Layachtu means they didn't reach its mark they missed and by Shleim HaMelech it says also the Lashon also meaning lacking missing something when God created the world it was supposed to be people were supposed to live forever nobody was supposed to die came the story of the Etz Hadas and this brought death into the world. When the Ariya Kodesh said a eulogy on Moshe Kardaro, he read the Pasik as follows. If a person has a chet mishpat moves, chet, he's missing, he's lacking the fact that he has ever been put to death. He is so holy and spiritual that there's no reason for him to die. Vuhumas, but he did pass away. So then we ask the question, what did he do wrong if he died? Vesalisa, says the Apostle, you can hang it, you can put it, you can blame it, al Aids. Blame it on the Aids Hadas. Blame the death on it has nothing to do with this person. This person is Chet Mishpat Mavis. He had no reason to die. And this is a very, very powerful, powerful line. There's a famous story with the Rebbe. A fellow that was not a very big chassid of the Rebbe, shall we say. And there were many such people that had problems with the Rebbe's Mifzoyim and the Rebbe's outreach programs, etc., and this fellow had this just the same, that very same problem. When the Shvakenim doctor, his wife got very, very ill. And it was a matter of days. And the wife turned to her husband and said, Please, the doctor said, The only thing that will help is a miracle and a prayer. And he said, she says to him, Listen, we're all praying. We've all been davening and davening. Your friends are davening. Everybody's getting together davening. It's not going anywhere. They're still putting me to death. 
go to the Lubavitcher Rebbe, maybe, maybe. Apparently went to 7-7. And he got an appointment to go to Yechidus. A 9 o'clock appointment for that night. 9 o'clock, he could deal with it. It ran a little bit late, at 2 o'clock in the morning when he was going in. He was standing outside the Rebbe's door now, he was ready to go in. After waiting five hours, and his turn comes and he opens the door, he walks in, the person walked out, he walks in, and he was awestruck by the room. Don't have time to describe the whole scene. He came into the room, and the Rebbe says, how can I help you? And he just started to cry and to bawl, and he poured his whole heart out in his story about his wife, and how the doctors gave up. The doctors gave up. Why are you coming to me? Rebbe, you must do something. My wife and I are Holocaust survivors. You must do something for us. We can't just... Ooh. Rebbe said, Holocaust survivors? Yeah. Rebbe says... Hold on to your seats, folks. If I took one of these Yemach Shemonikis, one of these German Yemach Shemonikis, one of these ladies that were involved in killing Jews, if I arranged that she should die instead of your wife, would it be okay with you? I said, okay? Yemach Shemon is a kram. So okay, go home, you both have a dikhazam. And he went home, wife was healed, the doctors were, were mesmerized by Nothing being what they thought it was, where it was. X-rays all cleared up. Everything was cleared up. And the two of them had a long life. So we don't know, when you say the mitzvahs or the, what we pass through, what we go through, we don't know what it's all about. Okay, we're going to go into a little bit of Chedesh El. We spoke about last week, the Chedesh El, starting the three kapitlak every day. We spoke about the Shefer that we blow every day different acronyms Tevis, that we have for the words El we have to deprive ourselves a little bit in El Shekhanarach tells us we have to change a little bit of our lifestyle upgrade picture yourself getting on a plane and you see the coach seats that look like a sardine can and you see the business class seats that are pachosha to your living room recliner and all of a sudden someone walks over to you and taps you on the shoulder and says you know we're going to give you an upgrade. How excited you'd be. So now we turn to God and we say, you know what God, tap him on the shoulder. We're going to upgrade. If a person is not machmer to drink halavakum the whole year, an L you have to make sure you don't drink. Something, you have to take something, a upgrade from all the things that you do throughout the year, one step better. Kemachyoshim? No. Um... Where does it come from? Elul has four letters in it. Aleph, Lamed, Vav, Lamed. When we read the Aseris Adibris, the custom is that we face the Sefer Torah. But I was told by somebody very, very intelligent, smart, learned, you have to look into the Chumash though. Why do you have to look into the Chumash? Because when the Bakara says, Loi Signev, Loi Sirtzach, Loi Sinaf, you shouldn't think the law is written with a lamid. With a vav. 
And he's saying, You should know it's with an Aleph. Elul is letters Loi Loi. Lamed Aleph, Lamed Vav. Which the Rebbe has a whole sikh about it, how that works for us. But in the simplest form, is it means to draw back a little bit. Loi Loi. Not for him this month. Mm-hmm. In this month, we try to cut back a little bit. So we take on any given chumras that we possibly can. Custom is that on Shemites to check the Tvil and Chedeshel and the Mezuzahs. We make Cheshman Tzedek throughout the month of, of El, and especially the last 12 days of El. Since Sanchayel, we make a special Fabrengen. And then the last 12 days are co- coincide with the 12 months of the past year. And each day we do Tshuva for one of the months of the day before. Um, Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah we don't bench the Chaydish the Ebesh to bench it for us but all the other customs of saying Tillam and getting drunk we do also uh, no, would I say that? sorry, just saying Tillam um, the Mincha before Erev Rosh Hashanah we say Tachlan Erev Rosh Hashanah we don't say Tachlan but the Mincha before we do say Takhna. Slichas. For us, wonderful customs of Ashkenazim. <laughs> Who laugh at the Sephardim that are going ready for three weeks to Slichas. The Selichot. Alright, let's get a bowl of rice for that one. Um... Slichas is the month of Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah usually. Slichas has to be said a minimum of four days. This year is the shortest possible quiz of Slichas because Erev Rosh Hashanah is Wednesday. So we say Matzah Shabbos is the first Slichas, Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday. So it's four days. Otherwise, if it comes out Monday, uh, not Monday, sorry. If it comes out on Monday night or Tuesday, so then we say Slichas a whole week and a half. The Shana cannot come out on Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. Could be Monday or Tuesday, right? That's right. Okay. Slichas um, are said early in the morning. Each one to his own what early in the morning means. If it's said before sunrise, then the person has to, the chazan, has to borrow a talus from a friend. Not a shul talus, not his own talus, because he cannot make a bracha on this talus because it's before sunrise. The same as the Matzah Shabbos Slichas, that the person, the Chazan, has to borrow with a friend's talus, not from the shul and not from his own. Um, if you cannot start Ashrei for Slichas unless you have ten people there, because you cannot say Chatzikadish unless they say a Davish with ten people. Um, if you know the people are going to come in the middle, you'll start Ashrei and then you'll say, you'll say Kaddish even in the middle of Slichas. The person saying Slichas himself. Shlesh Yasemides, you should say with the, with the top of the Ziftera. We don't fall on our faces during our feelings of Rachel Lechanan, Vayim David. Okay. Erev Rosh Hashanah. We add Slichas. Whereas Slichas on the average day takes 15 to 20 minutes, Erev Rosh Hashanah takes an hour, hour and a half. Well, it depends on what the mood I'm in, actually. And how many people are pinching me and screaming, No! 
We try to start Sikhs at 5.30 and we usually make it there to about 6.35, 6.40. Um, we do not say Tachnun, Lam Natsayach, or Tefillah Ladovit, we start from Beziakov. We do not blow Shefer of Rosh Hashanah. One of the reasons is to make the Sultan crazy. If a person is about to care on Rosh Hashanah and needs to practice, he should go into a private room. Erev Rosh Hashanah, the custom is also to do Hataras Nadarim, which is done with ten people. Generally, it is done after Shachris, which causes tremendous balagan if you're not in the normal shul. If you're in 770, you'd be off your mind. So what we do, actually, we start Hataras Nadarim before Shachris, before Slichas. So we have Minyanim of eleven people. It has to be eleven, unlike when you're davening of the Minyan, there's only ten. Because you need Tisha Inim, here you need ten people to answer, so the one person will stand, read the Atadis Nadarim, and the other ten will tell him, Mutrlach, 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 and Akamachalach, etc., etc., the entire Lishenis. We're not going to go into the exact Lashen because we have to move on. There are those that fast out of Rosh Hashanah until Chatzay Sayyim, eat something so it shouldn't be considered fasting, and then go so they can eat at night with a proper um, appetite. It's customary to go to the cave of a tzaddik, and the famous story of the Mislaga that came to the town, the town, and he act, he put on a show that he was very holy, and he was holier than anyone in the shul. And when he came to the shul, he wanted them to wait for him for Shemesa, and wait for Krishna, and wait for, and they, he really, and that night, his first night, he checked into his room over there, and in the middle of the night, a bunch of Siddim came into the room with hatchets. And he was petrified. What's going on? What are you doing? He said, we'll tell you the truth. It says that Rosh Hashanah, you have to go to the grave of a tzaddik. And in our town, we don't have any tzaddikim buried. So now, Baruch Hashem, we have a tzaddik here. We need you here. <laughs> because the Almighty of is also accustomed to say and to write any letters and any greetings that you have with somebody throughout the month of El. So it should be a Ksiv Ksimateva, Shana Tev Masukah. And we'll tell it to you again, Mishim, next week.